Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dazzling duo, the the daring, uh, I don't know, started to go somewhere, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I hit a dead end. <laughs> I hit a dead end. So he he is the Abe Sapien to my Hellboy. <laughs> sure, I get to be the fish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Always said you were kind of fishy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I could do another one, but I'm going to blow that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> it is my co-host Derek. How's it going? Not too shabby. How's everything? Good. Have you been to the shop yet and order order a shirt or a jersey or anything yet? I have not yet. Ah, well, I know it's kind of hard because the link's not on the site yet. It's going to be there by Friday. By the time this drops, it should be there. By Friday, it's dropping. If I'm dropping it the day after we record, we record on Wednesdays. If it drops on Thursday, it will be there. Will be there by the end of the weekend. Let's just say that it, it's. I've I've almost got it ready to, to put on the site. Speaking of site, check out our affiliates on the right hand side of the site. Also, our different social media links are plastered all over the page now. So it's all cool. Supporting them supports us. Costs you nothing more. Um, and uh, we've been nominated for best podcast for the West Coast you, Film Festival. You don't say. Don't say. We'll find out sometime in October. Nice. When when that how we do so fingers crossed it's our first award show first thing we've been nominated for and i believe we should uh give a shout out to a certain director for that yeah thank you neil it was awesome for you to uh ask them to invite us to be a part of it so um, yeah we really appreciate that let it's yeah it's the west coast film festival is is who is where we're at so wookie radio has been nominated there as well awesome and so is mighty marvel geeks so trifecta it's awesome Awesome. Be cool. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. It's I've never been nominated for an award before. <laughs> I like it a lot. Well, with with this award show, I don't think we actually get a physical award unless we pay for it, but we get a digital award. So if we do, I could forward that on to you to put on your site as well. And your Twitter and Facebook. Hey, we've been nominated. Look what we got for Weeby Geeks. Then we could consider ourselves an award-winning podcast. We can. Ah. We can. Nice. And one from a film from a film festival. Right? So how often does that happen? I honestly don't know. <laughs> hey, I'll take the publicity from it or the exposure because I'm sure we'll get quite a bit. So I'm excited. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know if I will say I was excited when this popped out. But um, big news of the day as we're recording, Henry Cavill, or if you want to go the Marvel pronunciation, Cavell, <laughs> like that, <laughs> like that. 
cute. Um, is done as Superman as Warner Brothers plans Supergirl movie. Uh, there are changes coming to the DC Extended Universe faster than a speeding bullet. And thank God they have a couple of junior janitor Justice Leaguers. <laughs> like that one. Uh, who's there to mop up all this mess? We're going to have to pick on, uh, on Ken on Friday. So what's the deal with DC not being able to keep their cast together? Marvel was able to do it for 10 years, minus one person, because it was originally uh, Terrence. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I can't think of his last name. <sighs> it was Terrence somebody who was Howard. The- Terrence Howard, who was the original um, War Machine, or was uh, Brody, right? Yeah. And then the next film that that character is used in, is that the Avengers? Mm-hmm. No, no, it was Iron Man 1. No, I think, Terrence it was, Howard. I think it was Iron Man 2. And then Iron Man 2 became uh, Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Which was great move. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like Ter- Don I, Cheadle better. So. I, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Terrence Howard, but um, if you want to cause conflict and cause some issues, then Cheadle ended up being great. I mean, it's just like saying, well, I guess there's a second one. It's happened twice in the MCU. Ed Norton, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah, technically. Because unfortunately, the Incredible Hulk is considered MCU canon. Not the Hulk, but the Incredible Hulk. The second one is considered canon. The first one's not, even though they reference back to the first one in in the second one. So how this works, I don't know. But uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, um, Henry, uh, they write that Henry Cavill, uh, his Clark Kent in the three films, Man of Steel, Batman Heart Superman, The Flop of Justice, and The Justice Flop is done in the role. Um, Henry Cavill, who has played Superman in three films, is parting ways with Warner Brothers, sources tell Hollywood Reporter. This is the quote. Uh, Though neither side is confirming, the British actor is said to be hanging up the red cape. So uh, Warner Brothers, THR says Warner Brothers wanted, wanted Cavill to, uh, and I'm probably going to say his name three different ways before the end of the story. So, um, one, once him wanted him to sign on to appear in Shazam. Um, but the talks for the cameo broke down because of scheduling conflicts. Instead, Warner brothers or instead Warner's will now focus on a Supergirl movie, reportedly an origin story featuring a teen hero, superheroine. By the time WB is ready for more super Superman stuff, cable will presumably be getting on in years and aging out of the part. <laughs> um, can we say Kurt Russell and Tron? Can we say Robert Downey Jr. in Iron- in Civil War? Uh, can we say Nick Fury in Captain Marvel? <laughs> or Samuel L. Jackson in Captain Marvel? I went character instead of. Um, yeah, you could you could treat some of that Botox. Add it to his right to his contract. Uh, if this is all accurate, it would be quiet and end. It would be a quiet and anticlimactic end for what would have been a promising run for Cable. Uh, he had everything you wanted in, in a Superman: the look, the physique, the voice, the presence, the mustache. <laughs> but he never got a killer Superman movie. Even the best of the bunch, Man Still, was a mixed bag. By the time he got to Justice League, it didn't look like C- Cable or his CG erased mustache ever wanted to be there. Why did he? Why did he have the mustache for that filming? Because he was he was uh, doing another movie and he had a, he had to have a mustache for that movie, so he couldn't shave it for the reshoots. Gotcha. Um, 
So let's have the rumor mill begin about who will play the Man of Steel next. And we will actually and we did. And we will actually get to that here in a bit. And I think before we leave this, it says the top I love underneath the super thirty six Easter eggs to expect in the uh Shazam trailer. But underneath that <laughs> top five DC comic movies that were never made. <laughs> No, it's a video, so who cares? Mm. So, um, you've got Warner Brothers' response to this. Well, like it says here, following Wednesday morning's meltdown, <laughs> was it really that bad? Um, uh, for Warner Brothers, Warner and, Br- for Warner Brothers and DC fans, yes. Mm. Uh, Warner Brothers Pictures has broken its silence and released an official statement on the matter. Uh, Hours after the initial report, The Hollywood Reporter updated its piece to include the statement from the studio, which only succeeds in raising more questions and uncertainty. And that statement reads, While no decisions have been made regarding any upcoming Superman films, we've always had great respect for and a great relationship with Henry Cavill. Cavill. Cavell. <laughs> and that remains unchanged. And that came from a Warner Brothers spokesperson. Of course, that really doesn't tell you a whole lot, uh, and it could be taken several ways, really, depending on how you look at it. Uh, could It could easily be Warner Brothers giving Cavill, Cavill, whatever, a polite <laughs> and respectful send-off, but... Uh, then there was also a cryptic tweet from Cable's manager, uh, Danny Garcia, that could also be taken to mean that the report was made a little too soon and Superman may not be done after all. And her uh, tweet was, be peaceful. The cape is still in his closet. At WB Pictures has been and continues to be our partners as they evolve the DC Universe. Anticipate a WB statement later today. Um, So, as I said earlier, the statement didn't really clear up all that much. So, I don't know. Right now, it's still kind of... It's like they're saying that he's not done... But it doesn't – it still kind of feels like that could be a possibility. Yeah. Well, we're talking – It's very confusing. We're talking this is what Warner Brothers is saying in order to save. But right. it's a CYA maneuver. <laughs> yeah, it is. So um, – But I don't know. It's just weird. Well, here, here's the funny thing. It, as I was closing out my Facebook, trying to narrow down our many tabs of stories we got tonight and making sure it's focused on that, not the other stuff, um, I'm seeing breaking news, Henry Cavill response. Uh, yes. And it's like, okay, but I kind of, we kind of pulled this up before we start a show, so I don't know what the timing truly is. Um, but uh, the actor posted a very cryptic video on his Instagram page responding to the reports without saying anything at all. You know what? I say we play this. Go for it. It's it's, it's not copyright infringement. It's something he posted on his thing. So here is Henry talking about it.
I thought he was going to speak. My fault there. Basically, all it is, he's got his head down. He's wearing a Krypton lifting team t-shirt. All of a sudden, as he raises his head, looks into the camera, raises up slowly a Superman doll, and slowly pulls it back down. <laughs> and then his comment was, today was exciting. Hashtag Superman. Um, so, while it's not exactly a forthcoming response, it definitely is saying <laughs> something that is likely to catch the attention of Warner Brother executives. Okay, I don't get it. They're, they're, anyhow, um, reports of his departure has come word that they have failed to negotiate a cameo role in Shazam. Um, and of course, you know, we got Danny Garcia's response in this again. Um, so, uh, we, you just covered Warner Brothers' statement. Um, so... Cable's responses on is in this ongoing saga is intriguing because he's recognizing the drama unfolding without actually commenting on it. Uh, we don't know if this is a negotiation tactic or if he's simply instigating the fan base to create a commotion about his reported exit, but it's certainly going to get people talking. Hmm. Sounds like another company we know. Mm. So people at work still talking about Nike? <laughs> <laughs> um, Superman fans began posting all over social media after the first reports hit, decrying Warner Brothers for putting Man of Steel back on the shelf. It's unlikely that this is all a ruse to drum up interest um, or an appearance and is instead a failed contract negotiation finally gone public. So there. But with Superman, yet there's more. Yes. Well, I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of this. <laughs> then we get this but, thrown at us. <laughs> yes, yeah, so apparently there's also word that Warner Brothers and DC Films might already be looking for a new actor to play Man of Steel. And one of the contenders is reportedly Black Panther and Fantastic Four star Michael B. Jordan. Uh, you may recall that Jordan played Killmonger in Black Panther and did an excellent job and played uh, Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four and did a less than excellent job. <laughs> so this is coming out of Deadline and they're saying Warner Brothers is considering going in a completely different direction when it next adapts Superman into a film, which would include considering casting a black actor as Superman for the first time, uh, specifically Jordan. Uh, of course, as Deadline puts it, this could be down the road because uh, according to the initial report of Cable's departure, Warner Brothers won't be putting out another Superman movie for several years at least and will instead be focusing on the aforementioned Supergirl that is currently in development. Um, so Jordan's had some good roles and not so good roles, of course. Uh, his breakout role was in the film Fruitvale Station, in which which was critically acclaimed. Uh, he played Adonis Creed in the Rocky sequels, Creed and Creed Two. And his first superhero, his first taste of the superhero, was in the reboot of the Fantastic Four, or as we like to refer to it, the Fantastic Flop, which <laughs> which was a lot. Ah, yes. <laughs> which was largely panned for some reason that I can't understand. <laughs> Wait, which movie was panned again? The Fantastic Flop. 
<laughs> so he didn't do so good as playing a hero, but Jordan did, as I said, a very successful job playing the villain Eric Killmonger in Marvel Studios' Black Panther. So uh, allegedly, Superman isn't the only role Warner Brothers is considering recasting, as they are reportedly considering replacing Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, and there was a rumor that it could be Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones, but that has been denied. Oh, what? Refuted. With Batman, John Hamm was mentioned as well. Yes, uh, which actually I kind of would like to see that. John Hamm being a huge comic book fan himself might actually do a decent job. But you know, Ben Affleck's a huge comic book fan and a huge Batman fan, courtesy of the fat man on Batman himself, Kevin Smith, who's not so fat anymore. This is true. It looks amazing now. Yeah, so I mean, this is all. It, it the the crazy thing is, this is all coming out of uh, a breakdown of talks over the cameo appearance in Shazam. So that that's just this is just this has just gone crazy, and it's blowing my mind, frankly. I I can't believe if this is all because of the cameo. Yeah. Then this is kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you right now that the fans will not accept Michael B. Jordan as Superman. Okay. We have talked about many times in the past. We really haven't had issues with race changing, gender changing characters. True. I think this is one of those where cool for thinking of it. Bad idea. Yeah. Not unless you go with one of the death of Superman. Because of the death of Superman, one of those super Superman villains, which Steel is one of those. True. Make Michael B. Jordan Steel. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there another one? I don't think so. Oh, I mean, there's been one, at least one other in the multiverse, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah. He was also president in his universe. True. Um, but to turn around and go from, th- this would be like going Billy D. Williams to Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Give the explanation because it's not making sense. I wish they had stuck with Billy D. Williams. I, w- I really wanted to see him play Two-Face. Yeah. Um, Anywho. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it just, it's, n- there's no logic behind it. Mm. I mean, really, there is no logic behind behind it so why Uh, uh, i mean who knows how much of this has is has any bit of truth to begin with but this this whole story is just crazy yeah yeah and it makes me wonder what more what's you know what more will come out of it well i have a feeling it's not over yet no it's not um, because fans of the Cavelster want him to join. <laughs> you like that one, huh? I like, I like yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Or, or the, the Cavell, not to be confused with Carvel. But the, <laughs> fudgy the whale. I mean, the, the <laughs> fudgy the whale, where for Father's Day is a necktie cake. <laughs> I got to find that sketch from, uh. Billy Crystal and send that to you <laughs> or or find the Billy Crystal Marvelous album. It's worth it's worth buying on iTunes. Uh, yeah. And, and he does a whole thing about Carvel ice cream and Pudgy the Whale and all. Um, anyway, they want Cable to join the MCU. 
Interesting. So, but as which character would he be? Um, there has been talks about, well, this is from comicbook.com, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this on Mighty Marvel Geeks this week. Characters that we think uh, he could take on. Wolverine, now that Jackman's out. Mm, I, I don't, don't know. So. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either. Cyclops, too old. Mm, yeah. Captain Britain. Ooh. Maybe. That's intriguing. Uh, Hyperion. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that would actually make total sense. Uncle Ben Parker. Do we really want him with uh, Marissa Torme? There is, I'm not going to lie, there is a part of me that would like to see that. Um... No, really, Captain Britain. <laughs> um, or how about Nova, Taskmaster, Quasar, Namor, or Sentry? Hmm. Hmm. I also had heard Adam Warlock. Hmm. That could work. Interesting. Do we really take him from Man of Steel to King of the Sea and make him Namor? Which we don't have control of. Yet. Yeah. No, Novar seems interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. What about Craven? Hmm. I think I could see that. We keep him on the MCU side of the, on Marvel Studios side of the films, not Sony. Uh, where else could we go? I mean, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah, there really are. Uh, I mean, Marvel's or Sony side of the MCU, I would say Mysterio. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Or Doc Ock. Mm, Actually, no, no. Norman, yeah, I don't Norman see that. Osborne. Hmm. Interesting. Because we really don't see Osborne yet in, uh, we didn't see him in Homecoming. Nope. So, um, I know Eric keeps mentioning, was it Excalibur? It's a series mm-hmm. that he always brings up. That's what, King Arthur, right? Part of that? No, but Captain Britain is. Okay. who Who's the one with the sword then? That's the Black Knight. There we go. Oh. Another option. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely, I could see that. I mean, there's roles. Absolutely. Yeah. Roles. Quite a few of them, I guess. Do we want to go bad guy? I could see him playing a bad guy, yes. So, I have to see the options. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we still have DC news. Yes, but we're going to stray a little bit from the movies, and uh, we're going to head out into the swamps. Not uh, the swamps. Oh, the swamps. Specifically, the guardian of the swamps, a creature known as the Swamp Thing. Ooh. Ooh. So, this, of course. Is this the series that's taking place near Huma, Louisiana? Huma? Yep. Huma? <laughs> humor? The, yep. There's no there's no humor in Huma. Hey, Huma, Cavill, Cavill, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, it's Huma? Huma. Huma. Huma, Louisiana. Huma. I don't know if that's better, but whatever. It, anyway. It, it's right so. near. Excuse me. <laughs> wait, 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 uh, wait. <sighs> okay, it's a record scratch, but one show I worked on at, at work, we used we used to pitch it down slightly and make it sound like something. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Knock, knock. Who's that? Okay, I got to say, from Keepers this week, you did the Megatron mm. fight, and I swore the first time I heard it, it said something than what it actually said. 
<laughs> it's like the sixth or seventh time that I re- when you said it was Megatron, I started listening to it that way. I'm like, okay. <laughs> do you do you do you have that drop available? Yep. Now do you, do you do you play those live when you guys record? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. So Chris can hear it. <laughs> Sometimes it annoys him, and that makes it more fun. Anyway, so, the, yeah, the Megatron is right. Hold on one second. Uh, come on. There we go. Here it is. Wait, I still fuck that. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the, when I heard it the first time. like, what's that saying on the back of it? <laughs> <laughs> that was Megatron from the Transformers animated movie right before Starscream kills him. So, or, no. ah, yes. excuse me. It was not right before Starscream kills him. It was right before Starscream dumped him out into space. I thought I had the other transformation clip. The actual, you did. You played it on Mighty Marvel Geeks last week. Did I? Yes. Although I, I have that as well. Somewhere. <laughs> Ah, there you go, yeah. I don't know where I put it on the soundboard, but I got room. I'll add it again. Mine's a little different. No, it's the same. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's let's drive everyone crazy with our sound effects. (laughs) Here's a good one for you. That was from the original Spider-Man movie. That was the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, Buzzsaw. Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Buzzsaw. <laughs> you recognize what those last two were from? Don't you play them again? Sounds, yeah. Sounds wicked familiar, but I can't remember. Wonder Woman. <laughs> but as they say. But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Right, so anyway, Swamp <laughs> Thing. <laughs> uh, well, we went Do off you... on a real tangent there. Hmm? Thankfully, we came back. Yes. Uh, Swamp Thing is coming to the a DC streaming service. Uh, and it turns out that, interestingly enough, they're going to be aiming for a hard R rating level horror, according to showrunner Gary Doberman. To which he said, we always set out to make Swamp Thing as hard R as we could and go graphic with the violence, with the adult themes, and make it as scary as possible. Uh, Because we're doing it through the DC streaming service, they really pushed us, although they didn't have to push hard for us to go as extreme as we could. We really took our inspiration from the Alan Moore run in Swamp Thing. This landmark, I, this landmark run, uh, fans of that series will know it gets pretty weird and extreme and scary. We really wanted to live up to that standard that Moore set up back in the 80s. So that's interesting. See, that's part of the reason why I'm kind of glad they're going that same direction with, <sighs> even though I'm not really paying attention much to it anymore, uh, Arrow. Mm. I mean, that's what I loved about Arrow in the beginning is they were pulling very heavy, long bow hunters vibe which was alan moore right so that yeah that's really interesting that they're going that direction with this that i like that that swamp thing kind of should be more like a horror kind of 
Um, and not only that, but Doberman also revealed that the Swamp Thing himself will be a real physical presence in the show, played by an actor in a costume. Uh, to which sort of like said, the old uh, USA Network. Oh, yeah. yeah, but hopefully better. <laughs> like the movie. Uh, Doberman, yes, something like that. Uh, Doberman said, there is a physical costume, yes. Swamp Thing himself looks incredible. What Justin Raleigh and the guys over at Fractured are doing with the suit. So it's going to look amazing and less of the man in suit that you've seen in the movie and the other TV show. Uh, as for what fans can expect from the plot, it will tell the story of Alec Holland's origin through the point of view of Abby Arcane, which is interesting. And what's more, there's a possibility the show could cross over with DC Universe's other shows. Interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be I'm guessing like the other streaming shows like Titans and and uh uh, uh 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 what is uh what is my mind is just totally gone blank the one with robot man in it Doom Patrol Doom Patrol yes <laughs> wow that was a major brain fart um and then smell again better <laughs> and then Doberman said, I think the opportunity is there if we want to, but it's not mandated. I think we could if in the future it organically organically works itself out to be that way. I haven't discussed that with the guys from Titans and they haven't discussed it with us. So the DC streaming service launches September 15th, uh, just a couple days from now. This weekend. And Swamp Thing is scheduled to premiere sometime in 2019. So the question is, uh, how, even with this, how rushed are you to try and sign up for the streaming service? I'm still not there yet. Yeah, I, I'm not either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. For me, I'm more I'm more focusing on the Disney streaming service. Yeah. That's the one I'm gonna I'm gonna do because I you know it's got Marvel and Star Wars, so I'm like I'm all in for that one. I, I this agree. one, eh, I don't know. It it have to be I don't know. I don't know what it would have to be, but it would have to be something. I mean, I'd love to see the Swamp Thing show, but I don't know the others. I'm kind of lukewarm on. Uh, I agree. I mean, I I'm I'm not chomping at that going. I gotta have it. Yeah, but it's it's a really cool thing for the the diehard DC fans, especially the ones in janitor closets <laughs> who are who are busy <laughs> mopping up messes. <laughs> yeah, they're so busy they might miss the <laughs> the when the the streaming service starts. Yeah. Just, they'll be cleaning up this the other mess we talked about. Superman? It's, it's spelled S-O-U-P-E-R. <laughs> ah, yes. Well, speaking of Young Justice, um, a Young Justice writer confirms 12 episodes are done for season three. Ah, nice. Which, this would be about the only reason why I would go after streaming service. Mm. Um, so, producer and showrunner Greg Weissman, who I think I actually tried to pursue getting on the show. Oh, yeah? Because I want to say he also wrote some stuff for Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, I think. I don't remember. Or maybe he wrote the Kanan series for Marvel. Um, he goes, uh, somebody asks on Twitter how many episodes have been done. And he goes, 12. So with 12 episodes 
finished in the new season. It looks like there's light at the end of the tunnel, and the series could have 26 episodes when it returns. Hmm. Um, but it's still not scheduled to debut until 2019. Um, so they were saying, uh, what could they offer or tease for the new season? Um, and Weissman said, Batman and the Outsiders, I suppose, is the big one, specifically for the first few episodes, which sounds interesting. Very interesting. Uh, also, too, we see Nightcap going undercover to break down a human, a human trafficking ring in Moscow, and it's being fed intel from Oracle, possibly teasing um, the life-changing attack affecting Barbara Gordon during the hiatus. So are they saying potentially Killing Joke is part of this timeline? Oh, that's weird. And part of this universe? Hmm. Even though it has a different animated look? Did hmm. they throw those events into this? That, uh, I mean, to me, that just by reading this paragraph, that that's where I got, we don't script out shows. I mean, if you hear us reading, yeah, we're reading stories that we found interesting to us that we thought you guys might find interesting because there's so much crap out there. I'm not, I'm not saying crap as in, oh, look at that. It's crap. I mean, crap like, holy crap, there's a lot of crap, crap. <laughs> talking a plethora of stuff a crapera crapera <laughs> this week's episode it's 274 super crap <laughs> i need to find a poo emoji and put the superman logo on it <laughs> if it doesn't exist already um but I guess we'll find out more when Young Justice Outsiders appears in 2019. So I felt like we kind of went a little underworld. Well, we might have, but I can tell you somebody who's not. And that is actress Kate Beckinsale, who is apparently leaving the franchise behind for good. Um, she was asked by Variety if she would ever consider returning to the franchise that helped launch her career. But she bluntly stated, I wouldn't return. I've done plenty of those. And no, I'm not going to do a British accent. Sorry, folks. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier in the interview, she talked about what drew her to the pro to a project, citing it typically boiled down to the script and the filmmaker. Uh, even though she didn't specifically talk about the Underworld franchise, she hinted that big blockbusters were at times difficult experiences. To which she said, I've done indie movies where I'm sitting on a piece of folded carpet. Interesting. And it was wonderful. I've done great big movies that were the worst misery of my life. It all depends. At university, I studied Russian and French. I never studied drama. So I always felt like from the beginning of my career that it was an apprenticeship. That freed me up to try a lot of things. It gave me a lot of latitude. I started out in the indie space, and I never anticipated doing one of those heavyweight, very physical franchise things. It was scary to see myself on movie posters on, on the side of every single bus. Sure. <laughs> of course, uh, she's done a few big budget projects like Pearl Harbor, Van Helsing, and Total Recall. Whoa, what a list. But uh, when she talk, it, but when she's talking about physical franchise things, it seems pretty clear that she's talking about the Underworld franchise that began in 2003 
and has continued up through 2017. Another possible explanation for a lack of interest in the series is that she married the franchise co-creator Len Wiseman following their collaboration on the original film, but the couple has filed for divorce in 2016. And then uh, last fall, Wiseman said he was developing a TV series based on the Underworld franchise, and he was going to be the showrunner. He told Deadline at the time, the series will be a pretty big departure from the films. I don't want to say it's more adult, but it's definitely less comic book in its tone and character. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, Wiseman was recently announced as an executive producer and pilot director of the upcoming Swamp Thing series. Hey, look at that. Tied right into it. <laughs> Which makes the fate of the Underworld series uncertain. And the most recent film in the franchise, Underworld Blood Wars, has a 21% positive review on Rotten Tomatoes, and it took in 81 million worldwide. So, yeah, there might not be any more Underworld movies. <laughs> Probably safer that way. Probably. Now, admittedly, I have only seen the first two Underworlds, and that was enough for me. I've seen, I think I saw through Rise of the Lycans. Is that the third one? Maybe. No, this is the closest I'm going to get to Super Pooh. <laughs> right there. As I share my screen with you. Yeah, it's not coming up. <laughs> 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 episode two, episode two seventy four. Holy crap! Super poo. <laughs> Super crap. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I, I won't. Sh I won't tell you what else was found. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's safer. It's safer that way. Well, let, let's move on to something that's not super crap, shall we? <laughs> uh, yeah. Disney submits Black Panther for all award for all awards categories, including Best Picture. You're going uh -huh. now. Wait, wait, wait. How is this possible? Well, you see, and, and I'm going to say this also as a way of if there's any other podcasters who are listening to our show, we'll bring up the podcast awards. Oh, I. If I got to pay for it, I'm not going to do it. Um, well, that's what Disney's doing with the Oscars. That's what that's what the record companies do for their artists. They pay for the nomination. Mm. I know for the for like the folk music category to apply, it's a hundred and fifty. I think it's a hundred and fifty dollar wow. nomination fee. Hey, maybe we should apply for for a Grammy for spoken word <laughs> as a podcast, and then maybe wow. get a podcast category started. Yeah, now we're talking. It worked. It worked and backfired from Metallica. Yeah, no kidding. Best heavy metal, Jethro Tull. What? <laughs> Everyone in the metal category. <laughs> the rest of the world. I can't find my crickets. I just gave away where I was going next. <clears throat> so, um, Disney submits for consideration all award categories, including Best Picture, uh, the Black Panther. As most people know, 
Comic book movies typically struggle to gain traction on the awards circuit, usually having to settle for a handful of crafts. Um, but you know, there have been some rare exceptions, like Heath Ledger uh, winning Best Supporting Actor for Dark Knight and Logan's surprising nod in Best Adapted Screenplay. But what fans have been waiting for is a superhero film break to break through and earn a Best Picture nomination. I haven't been waiting for that because I don't think it will ever happen, even with Black Panther. Well, Star Wars came close back in 77. True. Um, But I don't think there's been a sci-fi film to that caliber, that nature that's come close. Well, Gravity. Mm. But that that was more modern sci-fi, not a science fantasy sci-fi. But um, many believe Black Panther has the goods to pull it off. Um, It was widely praised when it was released back in February, earning raves for its thoughtful, relevant narrative and strong performance. But I won't get into what a few people I know at work have said about it or their opinions about it. And one of, and one of them is a minority of a different type. Really? Yeah. So um, on Disney's official awards page, viewers can see the list of categories the Mouse House is aiming for. So I'm going to go there now. Uh, in addition to the technical categories, they're also gaining for the major trophies like Best Picture and Best Director. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, that would be awesome if they won, but so for your consideration in all categories, Black Panther, best picture, Kevin Feige, uh, you know, for best picture, best director, best adapted screenplay, best actor, best supporting actor. And they go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people, <laughs> uh, best supporting actress with four, uh, best cinematography, best film editing, best production design, production designer, uh, set decorator, best Best costume design, best makeup and hairstyling, best sound mixing, uh, re-recording and sound mixing, uh, best sound editing, uh, best visual effects, best original score, best original song. Yeah, they really, they really hit it. Wow. Screening. There are no screenings currently available. All right. So uh, apparently that is all going to DisneyStudioAwards.com. Black Panther is the only thing listed. <laughs> No animated stuff yet. No Pixar. Nothing. Not even solo for technical awards. Nothing. Just Panther. They're throwing Panther at everything. Uh, so, um, yeah. Also, too, they're saying um, Black Panther may have a shot at Best Supporting Actor with Michael B. Jordan, uh, saying Killmonger is considered to be one of the best villains in all the MCU. Oh, there's no doubt about that. So, um, so yeah. We'll see what time will tell. We'll see what happens as all that gets closer, which nominate should be happening for the end of the year or announced before the end of the year. So back to you. Well, uh, in news of movies that might also be up for Oscars in the future, (laughs) uh, toy maker Mattel is going to be launching their own film division going to be named Mattel Films, of course. So it's like has has studios? uh, Yes, actually, it kind of is. (laughs) Uh, And they're going to be developing movies based on their various toy lines, which include Masters of the Universe, Hot Wheels, Barbie, Thundercats, and more. Uh, Really? A live-action Thundercats? Sure, why not? Uh, Although I heard a rumor that... Michael Bay could be attached to that, so that doesn't fill me with confidence. 
only one thing that said <sighs> no <laughs> actually wait 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 actually actually have that where did i put it Crap. i know i'm hating life <laughs> and I'm, ha- I'm having the same issue you did with uh peepers i can't see <laughs> you mean this one That will be it. <laughs> oh, wearing a multifocal contact lens because I'm not Oof. wearing my glasses. And they're basically the bifocal or progressive lens of contacts. Oof. For whatever reason, I can't see right tonight. <laughs> yeah, my I was having my eyes were watering. But anyway, back to the story. Uh, according to Mattel chairman and CEO. It's a trap. It is. Y-N-O-N? Enon? Kreez? Is that a real name? Um, in a statement via Deadline, said, Mattel is home to one of the world's greatest portfolios of beloved franchises, and the creation of Mattel films will allow us to unlock significant value across our IP. Robbie, uh, that would be Robbie Brenner, the uh, who's heading Mattel films, uh, Robbie is a gifted storyteller and a highly respected filmmaker with deep relationships in entertainment. She is the perfect leader to bring our celebrated brands to life. Uh, now, Robbie Brenner, who is going to be heading Mattel Films, is a producer who was nominated for an Oscar for the film Dallas Buyers Club. So nothing says Mattel toys like Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, would, now, would you like drugs with your Barbie? <laughs> yeah, really. A little, little coke uh, with your Barbie? This is strung out, Barbie. How about some hair? How about some catnip for your Thundercats? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> catnip for your Thundercats. Now, according to Brenner, How about some crap for your super crap? Yeah. Uh, generations of children around the world have grown up with deep emotional connections to Mattel's brands and characters. There are so many stories to be told and so many imaginations to be captured by these iconic brands. And I look forward to working with Enon and his team to do so. And, of course, as you mentioned, this matches a similar effort by toy maker Hasbro that has run Hasbro Studios since 2009. So, Mattel, you want to be successful, learn from Hasbro. Don't use Michael Bay. Ugh, seriously. Ah, so there you go. Now, the other, the only thing that I... There has been a He-Man film in development that was allegedly supposed to come out next year, I think. And I don't know what the status of that will be with this announcement. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah. Well, speaking of Mattel, She-Ra and the Princess of Power uh, is getting its first trailer for a Netflix reboot. Um, Is... They have unveiled the first trailer, actually, for the series, which will release later this year. But yet, we don't have He-Man and the Lords of Power. I mean, I'm sorry, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> I'm starting to watch that documentary now, the Power of Grayskull documentary. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It, it's almost like they've taken the thought and concept of the Masters of the Universe from Brian Volk Weiss and yeah. Toys That Made Us and did this one. Um, huh. Noelle Stevenson, creator of Nimona and Lumberjanes, is bringing the reboot to life with this initial trailer uh, showing the title character in a series of action for the first time. 
Uh, the official Twitter account for She-Ra and the Princess of Power shared the series trailer first thing Monday morning. Um, now I'm kind of, even with mute, I kind of want to watch this. I got to, actually, it didn't look that bad, I got to say. Now, I know there was criticism last week over the way she looked, comparing her to the old 84, where she mm. was a little more busty and a little more revealing to where this one isn't. I mean, that doesn't bother me. It, it, I mean, it's not like the different stages of Thundercats in that animation. Mm. And actually watching the trailer and seeing the animation in action, it, it, it kind of works. It has a different 80s vibe to it. Mm. it. It has that 80s vibe of what the millennials think the 80s should look like. <laughs> um, so Steven, Stevenson was quoted, I was really interested in finding out what my next project would be and finding something epic, serialized, action adventure, fantasy, sci-fi, all of those things I wanted to do, uh, as she tells Entertainment Weekly. Uh, She-Raw has the has this majority female cast and is centered around a female hero. It's got rainbows, it's got robots, it's got everything that I like in one place. So She-Raw meets Lumberjanes. Okay. Um, rainbows and robots. More titles that are coming up, but I think I'm going to stick with the Super Poo. <laughs> Holy crap, it's Super Poo. Um, we've really started... Only because of that picture. Mm. Uh, we really started from the same starting point where the original st show started from because Adora has such a great backstory. So that's cool. Uh, she separated for her, from her family as a baby, sent to another planet, and adopted by the villain overlord and raised by him in this evil army. She's been raised to believe that villains are doing the right thing and the princesses are the evil ones. So we follow her as she has her crisis of faith. She's been very sheltered her whole life, and she starts to experience the world. And as she starts to experience the world, see, I can't read right. My <laughs> eyes are drying out. Uh, she realizes there's more to this than she knew, and maybe there's a reason they were called the evil horde maybe they're evil uh as maybe. she and, and she continues on as she-ra she doesn't know how to act this is all new to her and it's a bit clumsy at first it's like an un it's like an uncomfortable suit she's like okay here i am i'm very glamorous i'm very strong people are looking up to me because i'm very tall <laughs> so I, i'm excited then i briefly yeah, my the headline below this riverdale archie goes to jail in season three premiere uh okay mm -hmm. whatever yeah, I might actually, I might check it out. Let's see. I, first season premiere is set to debut November 16th. And that weekend is Zoe's birthday party weekend. So I'm off. And that leads right into Thanksgiving week. And she's off that whole week. Mm. Um, Guess what? She and I might be binging slightly. Oh, nice. Perfect. Yeah. See how she gets into that. Mm. Yeah. We finally opened up her Forces of Destiny dolls. What oh, yeah. What inspired this? Well, when I got an email from Hasbro's PR saying uh, there's that new Marvel Uprising Secret Warriors cartoon coming. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, on Disney XD and then on YouTube, they're doing the same size dolls for that too. Oh, really? So think about it. Forces of Destiny inspired that, and then of course one of those dolls, Spider Gwen. <laughs> of course, Zoe's all over it. Then another one is coming out, Squirrel Girl. <laughs> And she has said she wants Squirrel Girl too. <laughs> I'm like, what do you know about Squirrel Girl? Well, I, I saw her on DC Super on DC Superhero Girls. I'm like, she's a Marvel character. Oh, well, I, and I've seen her on something on Disney XD. <laughs> okay, chances are either Spider Man or maybe yeah, maybe Spider Man. 
Yeah, maybe. So she's familiar. She wants. Okay. Those come out in October exclusive at Target. So who knows? So uh, I'm going to dare you to do the next story. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, that was devilish. <clears throat> well, speaking of Netflix, <laughs> uh, one of our favorite things on Netflix is the Netflix Marvel shows. And this year has seen a plethora of the shows come out. Uh, first, of course, we had the second season of Jessica Jones. Yeah. And then we had the second season of Luke Cage. And uh, this past weekend, we finally got season two of Iron Fist, which I have only watched two episodes of thus far. Um, So, of course, that leads to the question, where is the Daredevil? Well, uh, we haven't seen we haven't seen Daredevil series since. All the way back in March of 2016. Wow. Is it been um, that long with Daredevil? According to this, it has. I thought that season two came out last year. I thought so, too. Huh. I don't know. Well, let me, he, let me look it up. Yeah. Um, but uh, there has been a recent uh, bit of information that leads us to believe that it could possibly, we could possibly getting season three of Daredevil in October of this year. Season one, which is crazy. Season one, twenty fifteen. Season two, twenty sixteen. No kidding. And well, he was in Defenders last year. Yeah. Um. He was not in Avengers: Infinity War. Uh. No. Well, he was, but you only saw the you only saw him after the snap. So. I don't think he saw the snap coming. Oh. (laughs) So you so um October for season three of Daredevils really well uh, according to a tweet from the Netflix Thailand account uh, October nineteenth night October nineteenth has been the date marked by the streaming service for season three's premiere. Uh, of course, Marvel has not confirmed that, and it could just be a mistake on the part of whoever runs the account, the Thailand Netflix account. Uh, but the review embargo is up on October 12th, which is interesting to note. And that would uh, that would certainly make sense if if it were to come out on October 19th. Uh, it's also not the first time we've heard of a late 2018 premiere for the, for season three of Daredevil. So it could definitely be a possibility. And, uh, um, if people, it's been speculated about what we might see in season three of Daredevil. And, uh, it looks like there's a a strong possibility we could see uh, a version of Daredevil that is adapted from Frank Miller's classic Born Again uh, story that kind of has Daredevil take a bit of a downward spiral. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, I haven't seen it yet, but for those who have watched the entirety of <clears throat> season two of Iron Fist, will note that at the very end of the credits, there is a small 30-second clip uh, for the season three of Daredevil, uh, in which Daredevil says, I'd rather die as the devil than live as Matt Murdock. Ooh. Yes. So, although nothing has officially been announced yet, it seems like a definite possibility we could be getting season three of Daredevil in October, which is crazy. Yeah, it is. 
Speaking of crazy, I believe you have some crazy stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, IMDb has this lowest rated movies list <laughs> and it's like they're, they're a worst hundred and sitting in the number two spot. If you go from the bottom at the time, this article was written, they were on the bottom ranked 100, but 100 had a, a, a higher, according to IMDb, the IMDb rating for this movie is, uh, where did it go? A 4.2. <laughs> So, uh, what movie are we talking about? It's called The Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure. I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good movie to me. I think it's something for uh, for Keepers of the Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How far can y'all go into this movie without drinking? <laughs> Title sequence. Uh, <laughs> the U the U.S. box office take was one one million dollars. Wow, really? It has a it has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of twenty seven percent. Oof. Okay, wait, wait. I gotta. Okay, we said twenty seven percent. Gotta compare it. Gotta compare it. Okay, it has a lower rating. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. It has a higher rating than the Fantastic Flop, which oh. is still sitting at nine percent. Wow. <laughs> So all you DC fans saying that, oh, Marvel films don't get rated low. Well, this was a Fox Marvel film and it sucked. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 27 percent. You're doing pretty darn good. <laughs> um, so is this movie bad? Bad is too kind of a word for what this movie is. Wow. Um, how bad is it? There's a talking vacuum vacuum cleaner named Jay Egger. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that hurt. That one hurts. <laughs> that physically hurts. That one sucked. Oh, <laughs> um, this is not a simple matter of Oogie Loves being silly children's entertainment and me being oh, the author of the story being physically, if not mentally or emotionally, an adult. Um, but the film supposedly developed by one of the minds behind Teletubbies. Well, that explains a lot. And there yeah. are some superficial similarities between the concepts. Um does it belong on the list of, of the worst movies ever made? Put it this way. If this guy ever allowed his child to watch this movie under any circumstances, you have permission to call Child Protection Services on them. <laughs> it is currently streaming for subscribers on Hulu. Oh, that's a shame. I don't have Hulu. So, um, yeah. So there we go. And we went through this list and there were quite a few. It's like, yeah, they deserve to be on the list, but in different spots. Yeah. yeah. Here's the sad part. I actually own a copy of Blood Rain, which is sitting on the 27. Really? Yeah. It was on Blockbuster had it on sale for like four bucks on their use. <laughs> or no, it was like 10, 10 bucks, but 70% off, something like that. When they're mm. trying to, because they had overstock of used stuff that they were trying to clear out. Mm. So I picked it up cheap. So, oh, this looks interesting. I've never seen it. Um. Um, quite a bit of, uh, just think Cinemax after dark. <laughs> so, uh -huh. yeah, it, it's quite a, apparently they made a sec, they made a third one. They made three of them. Wow. No kidding. Yep. Uh, Christina Loken is blood rain. Hmm. So what other movies has she done? She was in Terminator. She was the TX model in Terminator three. Oh, right. 
She was on Burn Notice, hmm. uh, Painkiller Jane, The L Word. Uh, she was on Pacific Blue. Hmm. Mortal Kombat Conquest, Pensacola, Wings of Gold. I mean, she's not a bad actress. I mean, she's done some good stuff. And some not so good stuff. And some not so good stuff, such as Blood Rain. See, that's another mm-hmm. one you guys need to watch on Keepers. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, uh, I guess you've got final story of the night. Oh, boy, do I. Um, so, I have been... Uh, playing a little game on my PlayStation 4 uh, involving your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's right. I am playing the Marvel Spider-Man on PS4, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. It is a game I have been waiting years for. It is pretty much the main reason why I bought a PS4. And uh, I am happy to say that I am not the only person uh, that is playing this game and enjoying it. Uh, For one thing, uh, the game has set a new sales record in the United Kingdom, and it is uh, dominating in the regions of Japan as well. Uh, Media Create has provided sales numbers for the past week in Japan, and of course, the Nintendo... Well, all right. Uh, (laughs) While the Nintendo Switch has been the sales leader in terms of hardware, of course, uh, Spider-Man has done quite well in its debut on the market. In fact, according to the company's numbers, the game has sold over 125,000 units in its debut week. Wow. Which has, yes, which has managed to lap God of War's sales numbers from earlier in the year by two and a half times. Uh, because God of War sold 46,000 units when it released back in April. Um, there's no, we don't actually have the numbers for the U.S. debut yet, uh, but more than likely it has sold, exactly, it has sold a few many, a few million copies on its own here in the U.S., no doubt. Uh in fact, it's more than likely that Spider-Man will continue to sell impressive, impressively uh, throughout the holiday season, especially when you consider that there are three chapters coming out uh, as DLC, in one in October, one in November, one in December, which we talked about last week. I believe it was last week on this very show. Yep. Um, and the game has had very strong word of mouth from its fans and critics alike. So uh, I, I, for one, am extremely happy with the game, and it was definitely worth the wait, and I am enjoying it. And uh, there you go. If you haven't played it yet, people, play it. Well, I think that's it. I mean, we crammed a lot in there. It's actually one of our longer shows we've done in quite some time. Would you, would you say we crammed a lot of poop? Might need an enema. well for all the super poo um (laughs) slightly you know there was one other time we we talked about there was something with poo and i ended up doing uh double poop emoji on top of each other i don't remember which episode that was uh sounds odd it's right there on our website at webegeeks.net. But you know what? <laughs> if you want to leave us a comment or a question or a topic for us, hit that speak pipe uh, 
SpeakPipe link on the side of our homepage or on the side of the website. It'll allow you to, to use your computer's built-in microphone to leave us a message. And let and let us know at the at the beginning that it's okay to play on the air. If not, um, if you say it's not okay to play on air, we won't play it. We'll just ask. We'll just read what your question is. But if you if you give us permission, well, you can hear yourself on air with us. So uh, that be fun. It would follow us on Twitter at WeBeGeeks, Instagram at WeBeGeeks. Check out our face group page at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WeBeGeeks. Converse with us, converse with us there. Again, um, email us at WeBeGeeks at WeBeGeeks.net. And the link to all of that is on our social media icons on the website. Final thoughts? I want to go play Spider-Man again. But I have to go to bed for work. Uh, have you seen the new website since I updated it? I have, yes. Looks great, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's, it's coming together. And in, in the network site, I'm loving that blue that I put in the background there. Oh, yeah. So I think that turned out pretty good. Yeah. So, well, any other final thoughts besides playing Spider-Man? Riding a bike, kicking people on the street? (laughs) Nope. Well, the only final thought I've got is... Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. But not you guys, because you're not normal. You're special.